0: This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria, Australia's oldest drama teacher association. Consider becoming a member to take advantage of the many member benefits. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung peoples, and we would like to pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hello and welcome to the Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. My name is Lawrence Page and in this episode, I'm joined by veteran actor, improviser and artistic director of Impro Melbourne, the one and only Catherine Weaver, as we talk about five games to teach spontaneity. Let's get to it. Catherine, Hello.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on our show, I guess. Digital version of our show. <laughs> um, so, Catherine, tell us about your journey as the head of Impro Melbourne.
1: Uh, hi, yes, I'm Catherine Weaver. I've been improvising for over 20 years. I love teaching improvisation and my work is based on Keith Johnston's style and it was handed down to me through Patty Styles. Styles. Uh, a lot of it is based in really teaching the skills of improvisation to be taken into acting or taken into public speaking uh, or taking into improvisation performance and a key component of that is spontaneity
0: awesome and today you're going to share us five exercises to do with spontaneity is that right
1: yeah 100 <laughs> percent.
0: number one
1: is bottomless box So, the idea here is you're going to give a box to, you're going to get a student to give a box to another student and give them a topic. So, say, stationery. Then they need to reach inside that box and pull out pieces of stationery until they start to run out, and then their partner will give them another box, say, fruit. I usually run it that way first, and then I talk about. In improvisation, we always want to make our partner look good and this time, when they're pulling things out of the box, I want you to be enthusiastic about it. You know, oh wow, a pencil, oh wow, a ruler. Uh, And then I get them to repeat the exercise that way. And what happens is having their partner focus on them, not focusing on, oh, what box is going to come next? Or what am I doing next? Or trying to be good, actually keeps them both more in the moment because they start playing together, looking at each other and encouraging each other. Sometimes it can be hard work, of course, especially in year eight. Uh, But if we can get Uh, students encouraging each other and really being there in the moment and playing with each other, that's when spontaneity will be created. I'm using that exercise just for them to start saying the first thing that pops into their head. No pressure to be funny, no pressure to be creative, no pressure to get it right. Uh, Because the next exercise that I would teach
0: is... Number two!
1: Presence! Uh, which is where we give each other a present and the person has to be happy to receive the present and say what it is. So what we're expecting here is we're expecting people to be positive in the face of the unknown and be able to name it. So it's quite an intense exercise if we haven't done the warm up first but it is getting them to be spontaneous. And this is an exercise we can really build on. So literally it's like this. So I'm gonna use you, Laurie. Uh, here is a present for you. Oh,
0: thank you very much for the present.
1: Great, and now you just say what it is. It's a cat. Beautiful, and then you would give me a present.
0: Here is a present for you, cat.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's a pole, lovely. Wow. And so I just get them to go back and forth. Uh, then you can start adding in physicality. Is it heavy, is it light, is it small, is it big? And then if you want to, if you're uh, building to seam work or looking at uh, getting them to create a bit more story, you can do things like, uh, hey, L- <laughs> hey, Laurie, um, I'm going to give you a present, but I'm going to give you a name at the same time. So here's a present for you, granddad.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Alice.
1: <laughs> no worries. A, a hairbrush. Yeah, I gave you the hairbrush because I noticed you weren't brushing your hair. <laughs> oh, too right you were, <laughs> Uh So you can see uh, what I try and get them to do is start naming the other character and then also saying why they gave the present. Uh, and then what happens is they've actually started to create a scene and they've started to accept each other's ideas. You really have to keep saying, be positive. You just have to be happy to receive the present. If you can't think of anything, it's a brick. If it's still a brick, it's a brick. Uh, Because we are making them go into the unknown and be spontaneous. And so of course fear comes up and negativity. So I just usually spend a bit of time running around to the peers going, say yes, be happy, enjoy the present
0: number three
1: uh so the next one that i teach is word at a time story uh keith johnston and pro for storytellers has really good guidance on how to teach this but what i'm looking at is not how to create a narrative with this game i'm looking at them getting the confidence to say the first word that pops into their head and also to embrace happy failure and keep uh, open body posture when that happens so that they can continue to be spontaneous even when they make a perceived mistake. So this is how it works two people, one person says one word like once, then the next one says upon a time, there was, etc. Uh, I'm sure most of you have come across this before. Uh, But when there's tension in their body when they can't think of a word, when the story's not making sense, when they're not having fun anymore, I ask them to throw their arms up in the air and yell again and join their partner. So it's not just them doing again, both of them do again together. And what that does is it opens up the shoulders and it gets them to start having a, um, a, an open body stance when they're in moments of stress or when they've made a mistake. And I get them to go fast. I get, I walk around and have a look. And if people are finding it really hard, I, I say, oh, you know, smile at your partner while you say it. Or, oh, any time they look up, just yell again. And I really say, like, this is about us learning to embrace failure happily. It's not about telling a great story. And if they can get this exercise under their belt, Then when you go to teach them other things, you'll notice them start to get frustrated and then just throw their hands in the air and yell again. And suddenly it becomes a tool in your classroom.
0: When when you do one one word at a time and they do do it again Mm -hmm. and you feel like they're getting into a rut, so they're starting the same story the exact same way, what would then you do as the teacher?
1: I would shake around the peers probably. I just move the peers around, rather than being like, oh, don't do that, or don't do this, it'll get their heads being like, ah. Sometimes you can give them topics. So once they've started playing it for a while, give them topics. Also, once they're really in the rhythm of just saying the first thing that pops into their head, then you can uh, start to add physicality into it as well. And they act out the story at the same time. Um, but yeah, if you keep moving the peers, and obviously I know it's hard, especially in year eight when they have their clicks. Um, so also you can uh, yeah give them a different topic. Be like, okay, now you're gonna tell stories about pirates, or you're gonna tell stories about forests, etc. Number four. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Beautiful. Uh, Number four is an exercise that I will pull out if I have a class that is exhausted and they just want to sit down. You know how students like to melt? Uh, So what happens is one person gives a title of a story and I try and... Uh, I try and always encourage students to be obvious, be boring. It doesn't have to be a clever title. If the title is very funny, then it puts too much pressure on the story. So, you know, something like the red shoes is what I usually use as an example. And they sit there in little groups and one person's the pointer. So they say red shoes and they point at someone and someone starts telling a story. And when they feel like, oh, it should someone else should be talking now, they just move their hand to somebody else and they continue the story. And they just do this until they feel like either the story has finished or it's just time to again and start a new story. Someone else will pick the title and be the pointer and share it amongst each other. So this is getting them to active listen, really pay attention to each other, but also be spontaneous. They suddenly got this hand pointed on them and they had no idea where the story was gonna go. So they're really in the moment playing with each other. I call it like Story Pointer Story Pointer, yeah and once again this is a Keith Johnston exercise so you can find the description of it in there Um, and of course I've changed it a little bit as we all do Uh, but uh, I highly recommend you have a look at that book Um, and then there is the version of Story, Story, Die which um, I build up to
0: Number five (laughs)
1: Number five It's time to get physical Ask uh, someone to make a pose and their partner looks at that pose and says what it is they could be a teapot they could be a man reaching for a light bulb they could be a coat hanger etc and the partner just has to say thank you and then the other person says strikes a pose and that person says what it is so yes this exercise is done in peers Uh, and they just look at their partner the partner strikes a pose they name what it is and then they swap over I always add that if their brain goes blank, if it's going meh and they look at the pose and they can't think of something, then they just have to say thank you. That person will go back to neutral and then they will strike a pose. So this is getting them to just say what they see, observe physical offers, acknowledge them. Uh, and it's also a good game for kids who verbal, like me, uh, can sometimes get tangled in their mouth because suddenly they're... Uh, using both, yeah, a little bit more physicality
0: Catherine Weaver thank you so much for your time
1: no worries at all, thank you so much for having me
0: and that's all for this episode of The Aside huge thank you to Catherine Weaver for giving us her time you can find out more about Imprame Melbourne at impramelbourne.com.au where you can participate in their workshops or watch their highly talented performances like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, feel free to contact us on Aside Podcast at Apple.com. We respond to a number of emails each week and are always happy to help. Thank you to Drum Victoria for their ongoing support, thank you to Aaron self for providing the music, and of course, thank you for listening.